0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica.
1: The business of stupid is lucrative if you want it enough. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark.
0: Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What?
1: Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup.
2: Turn it up. Turn it up!
0: Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN
1: 106.3. You want to know how I know the Dolphins are in a new era? They picked the right head coach because they're not in the business of stupid any longer. According to the head coach. Ah, what a refreshing change of pace. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker and John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the baking hot and epically uncomfortable Intracoastal Stone. The Manowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe until two o'clock Thursday. She is back and Thank God she is, or whatever higher power you look up to, she is the Dominican queen. Jeanette Javier is back with us. And, uh, again, I wanted to commend you for uh, really being the driving force, putting uh, the Stone Labanowitz birthday celebration uh, together yesterday. And it's amazing. And Jeanette Venmode. Or cash app because apparently Stone doesn't cash have app. yeah cash Uh fifteen dollars to to man. Stone right to his to his uh, his black market bank account and <laughs> he used that money for a bloomin onion last night at his desired birthday dinner destination. Out back, so your money went to good use.
3: That's what it was supposed to be, and I was going to ask for a refund if you mm-hmm. did not enjoy a Bloomin' Onion in my name. Yeah.
4: No, I had two, and the <laughs> other one came home with me, so it's in my fridge right now.
3: Fantastic.
4: So you,
1: you took a Bloomin' Onion to go. Did you think I was not going to do that? You took a Bloomin' Onion to go. Wait, how does that keep? How do you, I, When you consume that the second time around, after it's been sitting in your refrigerator for three days... How does the Bloomin' Onion taste? I'm a glass half-full guy, so I'm not thinking about it being
4: soggy or it being— You're going to be a toilet
1: half-full guy, too. No, no, no. You're
4: you're right about that. But I'll put it in the air fryer, and I'll crisp them back up. There it is. Get them back to like 80% 80%, as I know is the best it's going to get, and I'll accept that.
3: An 80% Bloomin' Onion is better than no blooming Onion. Yes. Oh, God. Those are wise
1: words. An 80% Bloomin' Onion is better than no Bloomin' Onion. Jeanette Javier, 1202 Eastern Time <laughs> on September the 1st, 2022. By the way, happy September, everybody. I don't know if we actually do that when you're the first of the month and you wish a happy month to that person, but here we are. Happy September, as if that means anything. Okay. Uh... So this caught my attention two days ago at Dolphins training camp. Everyone in the NFL needed to be down to 53 players. It was cut down day, okay? Mm -hmm. And I want everybody to keep in mind that we are just a couple of weeks removed from the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, losing the Dolphins a first-round draft pick in punishment for tampering with Tom Brady and the allegations coming out that he was openly telling members of the front office, including his head coach, who came from the Belichick regime, Brian Flores, hey, let's just focus on the draft and not wins, per se. Bro, you can't say the quiet part out loud. And he was telling everybody. He was telling executives. He was telling the head coach. The head coach, obviously, a Belichick disciple, he ain't interested in that. And when things went south, he was making sure he told the world what the owner was telling him, leading people to think that Stephen Ross wanted to sort of throw the 2019 season. That, in a word, Jeanette, is stupid. Careless. Stupid. Careless. Reckless. reckless exactly. And we talked about it a lot. As, as smart as Stephen Ross is, and he's made billions off of making intelligent real estate decisions, that's... When you're in the NFL and when you hire a Belichick disciple, you making it uh, it open to several people, I'd rather focus on the draft than on wins and losses, probably not going to be taken well by a number of people in an NFL front office and with a Belichick disciple head coach. So dumb, dumb, dumb stuff, really dumb stuff, stupid stuff, in fact. This is why this was heartening to me. Because on Tuesday, the Dolphins decided to keep their third quarterback Skylar Thompson the pride of Kansas State who has absolutely torn it up this preseason out of nowhere because when you think Kansas State you don't necessarily think rocket arm right you don't necessarily think cannon moving the offense down the field right negative yeah you're thinking corn fed white people yeah. He's churning the ball down the field. You think more so offensive line. Yeah,
3: big old beef. Where all the horror movies happen.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what I big think. Big old beef, horror movies, and churning the ball down the field. But Skylar Thompson, he's got that cannon, mm-hmm. And he forced the Dolphins to keep a third quarterback, make a tough roster decision. And you know what? It's a good thing because we all know how this movie would end. Skyler Thompson gets released, gets picked up by a team, is forced into starting week 12 for whatever team picks him up, and then he tears it up and has a Hall of Fame career. Okay? So there's your insurance policy, and now I think you could, depending on how things go, at least dangle Teddy Bridgewater moving forward in some sort of trade discussion. You've got a guy, a young guy you can trust if things go south with Tua this season or next season. Okay? So Chris Greer was talking about this, the Dolphins GM, with Mike McDaniel, and this is the exchange from Tuesday in Miami Gardens at the post 53-man cutdown press conference.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. So he played very well. Um, again, another guy that comes in, he just works every day. He's won over his teammates um, through his work ethic, and you know, uh, he went out and balled and. Another one, we got calls again, people asking what we were going to do, and and they're all saying, you know, you guys would be stupid to let them go, and there was no thought about us doing it. We're not in the business of being stupid. (laughs)
1: It is so refreshing to hear, after all of the fiasco with Stephen Ross, hear Mike McDaniel say, hey, we're not in the business of being stupid.
4: (sighs) I I think that's the quiet quiet part you can
1: say out loud. We're not in the business of being stupid after how stupid, Stupid the Dolphins have been for decades now. Cam Cameron, your thumb should be going this direction, taking Ted Kinn, uh, uh, trying to draft into the Wildcat offense like the NFL wasn't going to figure that out. Uh, Joe Philbin hiring him. Uh, Bullygate. Uh, Steven Ross, the orange carpet. All of this nonsense that the Dolphins have done for decades and decades for Mike McDaniel to finally come in the quirky, weird head coach from San Francisco and say, Yeah, we're down in the business of being stupid. How low are my standards? That that was electric to me.
3: I was just gonna electric. say Electric. You Miami Dolphins fan and complete uh, we if you listen to the show, you know I'm a diehard Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. The fact that somebody for once said you're not stupid and oh. you're you're literally in ecstasy right oh, now. Oh, God, it feels so Yeah, good. I think This step. is really weird, and I'm glad you guys are finally having your moment that, oh, oh my God, we have maybe an actual football at organization At least you can here.
4: respect that it's a step in the right direction.
1: And honestly, even if they do something stupid, at least now I know it's an accident because <laughs> they've proclaimed they're not in the business of being stupid.
3: I've lived that actions always speak louder than words, but apparently you're... Standards are so low that words actually have a huge amount of significance. It's not our fault. I got to say, when Mike McDaniel said that, my nipples
1: did something. You see? I mean, it was... Something moved. It was amazing. Tingling and nether regions getting involved in the whole thing. Finally, someone in the Dolphins organization isn't going to settle for stupid. But, as this show proves over and over and over again, and I think we've made some money off of this... We tend to be stupid, but we can't because it's entertaining. Stupid can be entertaining. When you're running an NFL franchise, stupid not good. When you're doing a sports talk radio show, stupid is good. And just because the Dolphins aren't in the business of being stupid doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of stupid in sports, right? There is a lot of stupid in sports. And I don't want to come off as overly disrespectful but. but it's time, to, yeah. <laughs> big old butt,
3: Battle. big old thick
1: butt coming here. It was at least four seasons. Uh, four seasons that thick. <laughs> Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk, NBC. I want you to listen to his assessment of Mac Jones versus Tua of Vailoa, ranking them very originally out of ten. Who I had like the better the way? Three Mac seasons? Jones looks like. Yeah, it, it, we're, we're a little premature. Premature Assimzelation. Uh,
3: <laughs> there are so many jokes out here.
1: That was quick, though. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
3: Premature
1: assimilation. But uh, he very originally, out of 10, ranked where he's going to put Mac Jones, where he's going to put Tua. And I want you to listen to not only the rankings, but his explanation, his rationale for where he's putting Mac Jones into a tongue of Ioloa.
0: I like the way Mac Jones looks. Like, I mean, popping his arm. His arm is more powerful. He's quick as hell, moving in the pocket. He ran for a nice first down on the oh, third and 10. Right. Moves okay. Oh, boy. You know, it, it, this is a little almost like the Justin Fields thing to me to a degree where I go, I actually don't have a whole lot of questions about the player, and I'll probably put an in an about to five an eight here with Mac Jones too. Like 48 hours before but, that. So my question is not about the player, but instead of the talent, like we talked about with Justin Fields, I, I do, I still question the system a little bit and the way things look. There isn't an, a great flow within that offense this preseason. People aren't wide or wide open or coming open like they were when Josh McDaniels was coaching the offense. I see plays where I go, wait, receivers are too close together. You know, again, that's a big loss for Josh McDaniels. Uh, okay. So I'm giving an eight, but I have question marks about the offensive system. He's still, threw an there's no doubt five about guys, that. guys in Vegas, and where are you one to ten with Tua? Oh, as let's sit back and hear birth. this. So it's a good start. You know, again, and, and, and it really is. They're a talented football team. They're one of the most talented rosters in football. I think I look at the Dolphins go, you know, top five, top six talent roster in, in the game. I, I I still am not going to sit here and go, oh, I'm just absolutely sold. You know, I, I mean, again, I like it, but I'm going to give it like a six, a six oh, and a half, maybe. Right. I'm going to say six, around, I'm the say six, the six and a half because of, I think, what but again, you know, some of that's game plan plays, the boots, People wide open. The boots. What? Uh, th- that's the boots. I know he can do that. I'm not worried about that. It's not that. It's 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 again when I'm playing the first. You know when I'm not playing second and third stringers on Philadelphia and I'm playing the starters and where the pocket's collapsing. You know, can I throw the ball 15-yard out route, you know, into a tight window? with the, Those are the things I want to see more. Wait. And he really wasn't put in that situation. So that's where, again, it looked good. It's a good start. Everything's positive. But I'm not as sold as the way that looks as compared oh. to Fields okay. or Mac Jones. Oh. I have more confidence in their real ability than Tua at this point. I'm Got sorry.
1: It. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apology not taken. So, so you mean to tell me that Tua's fault, this preseason, why he's six? Oh, sorry, six and a half mm-hmm. out of ten compared to Mac Jones at eight out of ten, according to Chris Sims, is because he just moved the ball down the field too well. Guys they, were too wide they open. They were too wide open. Guys were just too wide open, and and Tua made the mistake of of completing passes. Whew, Tua, what a bum! Mac Jones, meanwhile, oh oh, it's okay. I know Mac Jones is fine because receivers are too close together. Uh, never mind the fact that uh, there was one receiver with no other receivers around him in Vegas and five, count them, five, one, two, three, four, five defenders around him, and Mac Jones decided to still throw that ball and get intercepted. But, Ken, but, but Ken. Hey, 8 out of 10. He, he's fine. He's fine. He's but, good. But, Ken, but, Ken,
4: did you see that on third down he ran for a first down? Oh,
1: he ran for, for a first down on third and 10 or whatever it was. Verbatim. Free Chris Sims. Oh, well, <laughs> hell. That, that's an extra two points right there. Mac Jones, you're right. Pro Bowler again. Pro Bowler 12th alternate again. Uh, the, the 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 dark horse MVP, like Mike Tannenbaum said. You're right. You're right. All right. That is moronic. I mean, Jeanette, that is, if I were to walk out into the hallway right now, mm-hmm. okay, and we have a bunch of hanging jerseys in frames, right? Yep. And I took the D-Wade jersey in the frame, and I asked you to wind up as as hard as you could and smack me as hard as you could in my temple. Absolutely. And concuss the all-living hell out of me. Not that part. If 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 I did that and then I sat down and Stone asked me, Hey, give you give, give your Mac Jones to a tonga preseason breakdown, that's what I would say. What Chris Sims just <laughs> said, and I am I am assuming he didn't have a a very serious concussion. That's what I would say if you hit me in the temple and concussed me with the D Wade jersey frame in our ESPN West Palm hallways. The Dolphins and Tua's fault was that there were guys too wide open. That is stupid. Mac Jones, eight out of 10 over Tua's six. Sorry, six and a half out of 10 because the Dolphins had receivers too wide open. I'm pretty sure Tua's going to roll out a lot. I don't care if Tua can't stand in the pocket and split four defenders because in Mike McDaniel's system. Right. That's not going to be something he's expected to do. All Tua did was generate points in the preseason. Jackasses. I mean, for Christ's sake, man.
4: You know, you talked about Mike McDaniel's system. A lot that the Dolphins do is from under center. We see Tua, he talked about not being mobile and not being able to, when plays break down, get outside the pocket. A lot of the throws that you'll see from Tua are all based off of play action where he will, by design, get outside of the pocket. So Chris Sims' argument dies right there, and I like to think that our job is to bring up these thought-provoking questions, have people agree, like, ooh, I like that point, ooh, I don't like that point. Uh, Chris Sims was on the fly. He was making these numbers up I mean, he's just as he went, it up. and he was making up points and, as he went and along. It
1: almost sounds like, Jeanette, uh, he's saying that the Dolphins, like, schemed – they called plays in the preseason and the Patriots didn't. They just told Mac Jones, take the football and throw. If that's the case though, that's not good. If you're the Patriots. That's not good.
3: No, but also I've made the point I think you guys are in the two train too much and hype him too much, defend him too much. You know, he's not gonna be this great during but the regular season. That, so uh, but but that's why I'm just quiet. <laughs> But what about? I mean, Matt? we're not
4: even gassing two up that hard. I, what, right a is,
3: what is? What is No. What is this thing with Mac are. Jones?
4: But I'm I'm wondering what this thing with Mac Jones is. They said they didn't scheme up plays. Ken, don't you think that might be? because that's a They don't
1: have it off the court. Exactly. Well, it's because Matt Patricia is calling the plays, which is why it looks like they don't have plays. <laughs> right. Which is if it is your job, Chris Sims, to do some research. Maybe that's the point you come yeah, up with. Maybe. Maybe it's. Uh, hey, Matt Patricia. Uh, Really seems like he's struggling, and Mac Jones, I didn't like that. How he didn't mention once the interception in Vegas, which is maybe the worst interception any quarterback through all preseason, he didn't mention it once, but he made a good decision to run for a first down on 3rd and 10. I mean, come on, I'm not some savant, but I do know that it's probably a little concerning when your quarterback is thrown between five defenders. I don't know. I never played the quarterback position. It's just me, Jeanette. But if there's five defenders and one receiver and my quarterback tries to throw it between all five defenders, I'm probably putting that on the quarterback.
3: Stone? Stone? You're a quarterback. <laughs> yeah,
4: you're most definitely put on the quarterback. But this one's hard for me to watch as far as that interception versus Vegas because he obviously didn't see the guy. But Ken's point— Because if, there
1: was almost six defenders
4: but, but there? No, I know. If Ken's guy—the if, if the guy who intercepted it, the other four guys there would have. And I think it is odd that Chris Sims didn't bring up the interception because if Tua had thrown that interception, Chris Sims would have no hesitation, said, you know, that interception was alarming. It was kind oh, of a red flag. to I mean, he continues oh. to make dumb decisions like that.
1: If Tua—if Tua would have thrown that interception in the preseason— Chris Sims would have walked to the edge of a building with an effigy of Tua of Tungavailoa and tossed it over the side, and just you, to make a point. And you know how we know that's true?
4: Because we got hellfire rain down on us when he didn't lead his receiver on a 50-yard pass that was completed
1: yeah, yeah, a 50, to Tyreek Hill. 51-yard pass that wasn't good enough because it wasn't an extra two yards. I mean, it's just, it's just insanity. So, to me, Chris Sims, right now... He's a little bit in the business of being stupid. The Dolphins, they're no longer in the business of being stupid. Chris Simms, kind of. Kind of. So I ask you, who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 us, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid? 888 760 And I'll give you another example. The Chicago White Sox. Uh, here we go. This is what's going to happen because I get this on Twitter all the time. Here we go. Oh, uh, Ken the Vickers talking about the White Sox again. Nobody cares about the White Sox in South Florida. Listen, you can be a Yankees fan, call, we'll talk Yankees. Mets fan, call, talk Yankees. Uh, Timmy Trumpet, I'll talk about that last oh, night. That all was day. sick when he played Edwin Diaz out of the bullpen last night. I love that. I, I, I'm all Timmy Trumpet all the time. Okay, you want to talk Red Sox? I'll talk them. Want to talk Rays? I'll talk them. But guess what? What? I have my own radio show mm. and until you call to talk about other baseball teams, I'm going to talk about the White Sox. So eat it, okay? But maybe just maybe the White Sox are in the business is stupid because they last year decided with the most fun clubhouse in all of baseball, the greatest Hispanic personalities you're going to find on one single team in one single clubhouse in Major League Baseball, they brought in a 76-year-old manager 76, old man, grandpa, walkering into the White Sox clubhouse. And what's happened? The White Sox clubhouse has deteriorated. It's no longer fun because grandpa came in and ruined everything. And now what has happened? The White Sox are a failure this year. And all of a sudden, there's medical issues with Tony Larusa, and he's out indefinitely. You don't say. I'm not doubting that maybe he doesn't feel good, and there aren't medical issues. But it also feels like this is how Tony Larusa gets out of that job without being fired. Not my first time around this old sports block. Yeah, okay? it, yeah, it seems like it. Seems like that's probably it. That was the business of being stupid, fun, young team. Go get Grandpa to manage it. And then it wasn't fun anymore, as they drank Metamucil and went to bed at 6 o'clock every night, and now it's bad, okay? Who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. It could be a player, it could be a team, it could be a front office, it could be a league, it could be a sports organization, whole thing, media member? Who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid? 888-760-3776. Where are you on this, Jeanette? Uh, the, the stupidity business. Uh, it's a lucrative business. Mm-hmm. It's It spans all walks of sports life. Uh, but here I am. Who, <laughs> mm-hmm. who or what, what thing, what person, what office is in the business of being stupid to you?
3: I put two names down. Okay. So First, we got individuals. Yes, yes, yes. One was Aaron Rodgers.
1: Ah, that is a good one.
3: One is Aaron Rodgers. That is a good one. No control of I think who he is at the foundation level. Well, I think he thinks
1: he's the smartest person in the room, which automatically usually makes you stupid stupid.
3: Right. The stupidest human being in the office. Yeah. So then I think he has no perception of what his organization wants that's given him everything. And I just I think he's a very lost human being who thinks he has it down.
1: He, he does think he has it down. There There is something that goes into thinking you're always the smartest person in the room. I'm book-read.
3: I am the best. No, you're not.
1: I know this. I have this theory. I have this theory. I read this pamphlet. Aaron, shut up. Shut up.
3: I eat leaves for breakfast. Yeah.
1: Stop. I mean, this is a guy who... Tom well, Brady eats leaves for breakfast, though. No, I, no, he doesn't. Aaron Rodgers played on Perks. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's stupid. He even admitted, yeah, that was stupid. It was stupid. <laughs>
4: He's probably microdosing. Okay, so it was a safe amount. All
1: right, uh, I'm uh, microdosing. I'm um, I'm I'm going to intermittently fast. It's all holistic. Yeah, holistic. It's
3: holistic.
1: Perks are holistic. The vibes. Mm, per- microdosing. Perks are holistic. Uh, and, and and who else, Jeanette? Who else is in the business of being stupid?
3: Stephen Ross. <laughs> yes. I know is, there was a the foundation accurate. of everything, uh-huh. but when I think of your beloved. Miami Dolphins organization how it's been run how he tried to get Tom Brady and it was pretty much public like dude stick to business sell the team get your money and dip that was so dumb
1: when when you have when you hire a Belichick coach and then you're telling people in your front office hey uh can we focus on the draft uh wins and losses eh, let's let's try not to do that this year what do you think's going to happen when the Belichick disciple finds out probably going to be uh in for a rough ride no not good not good. So right now, we've got we've got Chris Sims, we've got the Chicago White Sox, the entire organization. We've got Aaron Rodgers, we've got Steven Ross. They're all in the business of being stupid. Who or what else is in the business of being stupid in sports? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Ken, what do you think about Mac Jones' preseason? Oh, well, he ran for that first down. <laughs> That was uh, that, that was really impressive. Really excellent. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo's on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Leo? Hey,
5: guys. Thanks for taking my call. Co- hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I agree with Jeanette. Yeah, Stephen Ross, he's made some pretty dumb decisions throughout the years. To almost tried to turn the Dolphins into a gimmick back with Club Live back in, like, 2012. And it's like, what are we doing? Are we running a football team or are we running a, a club in Miami? It's like, what are you guys doing? And also I wanna say Bill Belichick is in the business of stupid now without Tom Brady. If he thinks that he can treat the first four games of every regular season as a preseason and not treat the preseason as a preseason, then I think that he's gonna roll the dice and have to meet that seven out once or twice. He's gonna the Patriots start two two and two, less than that, one and three, oh and four. It's gotta look at Belichick for or not wanting to change, being stuck in his ways and being kinda of stupid, being passed away because to, for them not to run schemes, quote unquote, in the preseason, that's pretty dumb, especially when you have a second year quarterback trying to trying to develop. And yeah, if you're throwing it in into five people, there's gotta be there's gotta be three other receivers open. Right. So that's a that's a dumb move by Mac Jones.
1: No, but but Chris Sim says Chris Sims says the receivers are too close together. And so, so Mac Jones is fine, 8 out of 10, because the receivers are too close together. And to that point, Leo, you go from Josh McDaniels to a collection of play callers, and Matt Patricia like leading the way on that. That doesn't seem overly and we, smart.
5: And, and, we, and we saw, I mean, let's be real here, we saw multiple OCs have little to no success last year with the Miami Dolphins. And that was like a patriot way kind of thing. So now it's like they're going to do that in New England. I'm kind of happy they're going to do that in New England because that spells disaster. Because it's like if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. If you have two two voices in the quarterback's ear, it might as well be gibberish, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: and, and you're doing this to a second year quarterback and appreciate the call. It just you saw how big a disaster it was with the Dolphins, where I, and I don't know if this is like a Belichick tree thing now, where. Everybody from the Belichick coaching tree thinks that they're just going to have 17 different people involved in the play calls. It doesn't work. It's not good. It's not functional, especially for a young quarterback. How did that go with your second-year quarterback in Miami last year? Same division. You saw
4: it. Yeah, I think that's not talked about enough. For as much faith as everybody has in Mac Jones, you don't hear it. As much as we should, that he is still a second-year quarterback. It's yeah. not like he's been there, done that. He hasn't beaten some of the best teams in the league yet, and we still have this much faith in him.
1: Can I throw something out there, too, that I think is, is the business of being stupid in sports? It's no. the fans who do the, um, the beer snakes. No. Okay, yeah, you know no, what? That's no, that's
3: Jeanette. That's you being petty. That's you being petty and hating on. Jeanette, what I want to hear him out. Jeanette, I want to hear him out. What about that?
1: I want to hear him out. Go ahead. D- d- describe Go why ahead. it's stupid. Okay, here's why it's stupid. Okay. 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 Um, Hey, I'm at a baseball game, having a little beer, sun on my face, good times. Feeling hey, good. fam. Glad that we could come out to a ball game. Fam being either family or your friends. Maybe a little slang mm-hmm. in there, right? Hey, you know what would be great? Let's just put all our cups together and start a massive line of plastic cups amongst all these fans. That'll be cool. So people are standing, blocking people's view of the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some beer dripping on my head from this beer snake. And then at the end, what are we going to do? Nothing. Because there's no endgame to it. What is the point of the beer snake? <laughs> there's, a, okay. there's a,
4: there's a, uh, you skipped something in there along with, you know, I'm with my fam, we're in Oh, nobody's watching. Hold on. You've got
1: to be dorky nope. and white to do Nobody's it. Sorry, I that. watching. No,
4: nobody's watching the game. So it's not like we're enjoying our time. It's the third inning, and we're going to be here for another three and a half hours. And the score is still 0 0, and we've only seen two hits. So we need to do something else here. You left that out.
3: So, also, which organization is most popular in doing this in baseball? I have no idea. The Yanks. The, I was going to go with the Cubs. Ooh,
4: I've seen it a lot in Chicago.
1: Prior, I know, to, contr- prior the, to contrary belief, not everything cool comes from the Cubs. Well, you see, this is, <laughs> a, this
3: is my point. Wrigley Field man. smells <laughs> like
1: piss. Stop.
3: Let me talk. I have the mic. Turn this mic off. You have an issue with anything, Chicago Cubs. So this is a very biased opinion of you. And also, I know this because when I went to Wrigley, I was a big—I was the center of the beer snake. I was holding the bottom <laughs> of the beer but, snake. But, Jeanette, I'm not Ooh. too and sure. not only that. It's a community event.
4: Ooh, nice!
3: Gets involved with the beer snake. They see it popping. Go do some charity work, Jeanette. Here's an empty. Here's my empty beer. Here's
4: my. Here's my question. Can't we see Ken getting involved? In this, he- I can see him getting involved. If he's in my section, catching a buzz, I can see Ken throwing me his cup, getting right in. So this takes weird. I don't understand. I take you as a beer snake you guy. You know what? I
3: think he's also jealous because most of the beer snakes the created mm-hmm. and Wrigley are taller than him anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, well, they're you know, it's taller than everybody. It doesn't take long, but what is the, what is the <laughs> point of it? At the end of the beer snake, what do you guys do? Like, whoa, oh, that's a long beer snake. All Actually, right, well, see you
3: later. it's a It's a challenge. Because security comes and ruins it. So it's like, how tall can we make the beer snake before security comes and destroys it? Fun. I'll oh, get over yourself, stuff What a thrill. <laughs> hey, guys, let's just
1: put a bunch of beer cups together until security comes. Yeah, I think that's the gist of it.
3: It's a great challenge.
1: I think that is the gist of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm too old. I don't know are beer snakes cool? (laughs) 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I saw a beer snake on television, Northwestern Notre Dame on Saturday in Ireland. Do you think that Uh, The the few Irish people that went to the stadium to watch this college football game, a sport and a concept that's completely foreign to them. They look down as they're enjoying their Guinness and they see a beer snake and they think to themselves, these Americans are the worst. Don't tell me that that didn't happen. I would imagine there's a
4: lot of people that were born and raised in Dublin, Ireland, that were involved in the beer snake. <laughs> also, don't put, don't, what accent was that? that was it, my,
3: was, uh, it was a pretty good Irish accent. It was my I I Irish t-shirt. accent. It's, it's not that bad. That does <laughs> not sound I Irish It's all. It over no, the mic It sounds a... sort
1: of English and Australian and terrible. It uh, is not Irish. They were involved. Not as
3: terrible as your take on the beer snake. I'll give him that much.
1: Are <sighs> beer snakes cool, and who's in the business of being stupid? 888 760
3: I would hope that I have an Irish human on my team when I'm creating the beer snake in my section because those people drink, and they drink very well. Oh, yeah. And they're also very beautiful. So give me your beer cups, Irish people, if you're in my section. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Beer snakes. It's got to be a young person thing. Uh, that's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: In downtown West Palm Beach
1: You are listening to Ken LaVecca Live On ESPN 1063 I mean, I don't know if I'm overreacting But finally, just hearing someone in the Dolphins organization say Hey, we're, we're, we're trying not to be stupid Thank you, thank you, and bless you, Mike McDaniel And thank you for doing the right thing uh, Skyler Thompson, by the way, Stone Just, you know, picking your quarterback mind He's, sort of, he's, got, he's kind of got that thing. Like he, it makes you a little bit tingly, right? Like he'll, he'll, he'll throw it around a little bit. I mean, most definitely. And I think, it's, I think
4: Dolphins fans take to him because he's not a prototypical Mike McDaniel, West Coast offense kind of guy. And he still had success, and he was still efficient. And you mentioned dangling Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it's already started to happen. As far as you go on your Twitter timeline, like they're proposing trades to get Teddy out of there already. Well, just because
1: Twitter is proposing Teddy Bridgewater R- trades R- doesn't mean that the Dolphins are actually Regar- dangling R- Teddy Bridgewater. Regardless,
4: the the conversation has happened, and it's all because of Skylar Thompson and how good he's looked. It is cool though; it is cool to see because I loved him at Kansas State. I, I genuinely did.
1: Uh, so 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 far, we have uh, who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid. Uh, I've got Chris Sims. I still his his. <laughs> Comparison of Mac Jones to Tua, their preseasons, their judgment, and Mac Jones, 8 out of 10. And then 6.5 out of 10 for Tua because Tua's crime was throwing to too many wide-open guys. Got it, Chris. Uh, I thought Jeanette's was good. Aaron Rodgers, when you have to be the smartest person in the room all the time, generally means that you're dabbling in stupidity a large amount of the time.
3: Not dabbling, you are.
1: You are. You're fully submerged in stupid. Uh, And Stephen Ross, anytime you're telling your front office, your new Belichick disciple head coach, let's just worry about the draft, okay? We don't need to worry about wins and losses this year. I'm more interested in the draft. Not a good idea. That is bad, bad, bad. And also, beer snakes. If you are contributing to beer snakes, that is you being in the business of being stupid.
3: Can you just clarify that is your sole opinion on that, though, that we do not agree with that at all, and I am here for... I just don't know what's
1: fun about it. It's it's like the wave, but with cups. It's like the wave. You're right. You're right.
4: There's no difference between the two. Wrong
3: I have more joy from a beer cup from a beer snake because at least I have beer.
4: But what
1: is it? Is it oh it's so long.
4: So where do you stand on the wave? It sucks. (laughs) Oh really?
3: I kind of agree with that. It's Uh, overdone. Watch the
4: game. You know, that's just like a progressive outlook you, you got to enjoy the wave
3: it's eight year old timmy wanting to do something during the game so, really j- so pops so
4: pops is getting down with little timmy that's that's how it should go i'm i'm getting down with my son loves a wave i'm jumping out with him be-
1: showing him that that's what we do well, did, did stone just say Jeanette, that N- th- not enjoying the wave <laughs> is a progressive mindset what does that even mean <laughs> like, i have no idea. like of
4: course it's Bernie cool. Sanders doesn't like the wave <laughs> like it's like it's of Cancel course him. like it's of course cool to <laughs> hate the too wave woke. like it is too woke to hate the wave Although the wave's not no cool. that's like well you're too cool for school
3: no the wave yeah is. i am yeah come on like again i'm too so busy drinking beers to contribute to the beer snake now, drinking the
1: beers to contribute to the beer snake is one thing. Drinking the beers, the act of drinking the beers, but why do we have to then link the cups? Because that's my argument.
3: It makes you a more um,
1: engaged drinker.
3: Yes, exactly. Or makes you set
1: your own goals? Or your be- mission yeah. is to not just
3: <laughs> Wait, enjoy the beer. So that's what it's it to is. Consume the beer and create a sport.
1: So you're by by contributing to the beer snake, you're setting a goal for yourself. An internal goal.
3: Yes, and it's also a great way to build a story involving security. Instead of me being a drunk (laughs) a-hole involving security somehow because I started a fight at a game, now...
1: Wait, you're channeling your fighting energy into a beer snake.
3: Yeah, now I just call security (laughs) by Mm -hmm. involving... Security from ruining my beer snake. And
1: I, I do think it makes you a
4: bigger fan of the team that you're there watching. No! I think, like, if you're the guy who refuses to uh, join in on the beer snake, God. it's like, oh, this guy hates the Yankees. And then if you're getting in, you're involved with the team, you're watching the game, and you know you're there for the long haul.
3: No lie.
4: First go, to last pitch.
3: When I go back to Chicago and I go to a White Sox game and there's no beer snake, guess what I'm going to say? White Sox kind of suck. Good. Because of we the don't beer want snake you. that the Cubs did.
1: We don't want you. And our 77-year-old manager. <laughs> White Sox. Speaking of being in the business of being stupid, Irene Tony LaRusso blew that whole thing up. Who or what in sports is in the business of being stupid? eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 Seven six zero three seven seven six and tweeted us at KLV1063. We're a couple of minutes away from Ask Steves, the president of Good Karma Brands. He ba- brings his big brain to our show every week to teach us some things. He knows everything from pop culture to business to family to youth coaching. He does it all, and he answers all of your questions. It's Ask Steves in just a couple of minutes here on Ken Levick Alive. Um, how electric is what's happening right now at the U.S. Open like, I, I was fearful that Serena was just going to go out in round one, and that was it. It was going to be a done deal. But I'm telling you, the crowd going crazy, to the diamonds in the hair, to the sparkly outfits, to the big, heavy serves. Like This is awesome. Like This is inspiring stuff. This is what you watch sports for.
3: For sure, and I watched the match at the gym yesterday, mm-hmm. and there were at least... Three or four people at the gym, and, you know, we all have our headphones on separately, right. who clapped at the yeah. same time <laughs> that when Serena won because we were all watching it on the screen.
1: Let me ask you, were you, like, on the stationary bike? Are you lifting weights? What are you doing?
3: I was on the elliptical.
1: You're on the elliptical? Nice. So when, so when Serena's serving, when she's rolling, when she's banging through that third set, are you getting that, uh, that intensity up a little bit, that output up a little bit? Yeah. Burning those cows. The
3: resistance was high and I was focusing yeah. on legs, so I wasn't involving my arm. So yeah, it was just a leg cardio. Let's days. go. That's Without what, the sterma. That's, that's, that's,
1: I what,
4: that's that. what sports do. You're watching Serena Williams and on she TV, burn those cows. And she directly makes somebody in the gym work out harder.
3: Well, exactly. So that was my mentality. And Total there's a lot of times where I watch sports purposely at the gym because I'm like, Well, I got this GOAT on TV. Serena, she's a, she's a badass. There's no question so about be, it.
4: Before the tournament started, she was sitting at 50-1, to 1, which is just completely unbettable, like no hope. And I even told you she won't make it out of the first round until you know the draw came out. That was out. pretty
1: good. good. Good observation. That was your before point. the draw. So, mm-hmm.
4: so I had full faith in her winning her first-round matchup. I, I made that claim before the draw. And then what she showed us on Monday night, how she was serving, even guys like John McEnroe, Chris Fowler on the call said, we haven't seen this serve power from her in at least a year or two. The way she's moving on the court, the way she's anticipating things, haven't seen that in over a year. So I have full faith, and I expected her to win last night, or at least get a set in there. I have full faith of her going forward. Her draw is wide open now. The girl she has next round, she should beat, and after that, she should be favored as well. So things are things are getting weird because now she's down to twelve to one.
1: Uh, Jeanette, I just wanted to ask you mm-hmm. when um when when Stone's talking about professional tennis,
0: football,
1: and he uh he references the the women playing as the girl that she's playing next. I'm just wondering how that makes you feel.
3: Not good. No.
1: Yeah. I was just, I was just curious.
3: He's he has a lot to learn. Yeah, Stone. Mm-hmm. He has a lot to yeah. learn. He went, this is a man who chose Outback for his birthday yesterday.
1: Right. So you know what? It's the mistake that a man who chooses Outback for his birthday when he lives in Palm Beach County. It's the type of mistake that man makes, and the type of man who gets a Bloomin' onion solely to take it home. In what, a
3: what do Southerners say? Bless your heart.
1: Bless your heart, Stone LeBanowitz. <laughs> You're not a Southerner. I can still take it.
3: I can It doesn't
1: um, matter. I, we live in the South now. What's the problem, dude?
3: I, I'm learning American idioms, so right. I'm just trying to assimilate into American culture.
1: Yeah, so so uh, so Stone Labanowicz, what he meant to say is that the woman that Serena Williams is playing next, she should be able to get by her. One day at a time. That's what we're doing with Stone. We're teaching one lesson a day. And then maybe by the time he's 40, we're going to have him there.
3: My level of elegance and sophistication is very hard to attain, so we need to take it slow with Stone.
1: Uh, 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 Mark uh, messages that Dan Snyder takes the cake, is the man who's in the business of being the most stupid. That's not a bad answer. That is really cool. That is not a bad answer. (laughs) really correct. Sell the team already. Just wait until his emails come out like John Gruden's emails came out. That's true.
3: I had a bag of popcorn for about two years popped ready for those emails to come
1: out. <laughs> Just sitting there waiting to be consumed. Yes, Dan Snyder absolutely is in the business of being stupid.
4: If, if, you know, I was away doing my, my job, but I oh, wanted to so def- defend Ooh. defend myself okay. here. So, so what would you, What am I Women. allowed to call her a girl if she's no. 24 years old? No.
3: 24 professional athlete Woman. making millions no. of dollars. So
4: I'm a, I'm a man? Yes. yes, at twenty four
1: now? You act like a boy, but you're a man okay, cons- by definition. Cool, because
4: I wouldn't consider myself a man necessarily. I think I'm still somewhat of a boy. So I think the girl that she's woman that she's playing at twenty four years old.
3: I'm allowed to call her. Disciplined. probably a girl. higher, more than yeah. way more disciplined than all of us, probably. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, just
1: and and honestly,
3: and I, I, this is just a word
1: of advice for me as well. Mm. Even at the college level, I probably wouldn't go with girl. Uh, anything over eighteen, I'd probably say just woman. It'll. It's going to help your life for sure. I mean, okay, yeah. There, there is no doubt. There is no doubt that you walk into like a college basketball practice, women's basketball, and like, hey, uh, that uh, that girl, that chick you're playing with, uh, how's she? That's not going to be well received. That's <laughs> look, just me.
3: Look at those broads go. Hey,
1: hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> hey. How's that broad defensively? Like, it's not. It that's not a good thing. Okay. Uh, speaking of good things, though, a man who has a massive brain, a man who absolutely would not call a professional female athlete a girl like Stone LeBanowitz did. He is the president of Good Karma Brands. And it is time now for Steve Poliziner to educate us. Time now for Ask Steve's. <laughs>
0: Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's on Ken Lavicka Live. You've got mail.
1: Steve, with us here as always every week here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Steve, uh, I, I just I, real quick, I want to start with this. Uh, what is a typical Steve Polizzi'ner birthday? Stone had his birthday yesterday, and he went the chain restaurant route, and it's good to each their own. But this is Palm Beach County, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of money here, a lot of outstanding dining options. What does a typical Steve Polizzi'ner birthday look like?
2: Typical. Uh, hey, good afternoon, everybody, and I I, I didn't know if you were going to continue on the girl boy. You know, no you can weigh in on that. It, 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 it is really actually fascinating and we have spent, we've spent a lot of time talking about what is proper, what is rude, you know, what is disrespectful. I think the issue is that everyone says the word guy like have you met that guy? And guy is not a is not like a rude word. Boy can be a rude word. Yes. But there's not a girl for guy. So then it becomes girl which compared to boy can be, you know, if you're going to equate them, it could be rude or it could be demeaning, like when someone's an adult. But there isn't a common word very, for guys very now, interesting.: on the girl's side. Steve, so people me... still say girl yeah. instead, of, instead of, you know, man or woman. That, that's my, it's always been my take on it. And girl needs another word. That, what a... Because even sometimes, you know, we would say you guys, and that would also encompass girls. And if girls have said, no, 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 that, that that's not right. But others have said, guys is almost a term for people. So I'm not saying that the world is all in agreement on it, but that's my psychoanalysis of uh, Webster's Dictionary okay. for the moment. We have
1: a resident woman uh, expert here on Ken Levick Alive. Well,
3: another layer to yeah. that, at least into Spanish language, um, it is male-dominant when you have, for yes. example... If there's a room of girls and there's one guy in there, then automatically that room is instead of muchachas, it's muchachos. So in my mm. mind, learning the English language, male guys was always dominant because hmm. that's just the foundation of the language. It sure. Always right. is the male dominant. And, and 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 that's right because when
2: people say "Hey guys," I don't think they're saying "Hey boys" or "Hey man." They're saying "Hey people." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but 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 today. We have to do better, you know, and someone, maybe one of you three, need to come up with a new term and, um, you know, get very wealthy off. Well, I let... call
3: people humans. I'm like, hey, humans. But I, I think it's, Hey, humans. Yeah, I mean, I, that's... It yeah, doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> it
1: doesn't roll off the tongue. It's a little weird. It seems and like you're from a different planet.
2: The, and it's rude to the animals and insects that are in the that's room. Right. That's right. I also want to be listening.
1: Can I throw out, uh, Jeanette, I, what if I called you a Gal. On a regular basis. I was basis. thinking gal. You and the gals.
2: That's okay.
1: What do you think, Steve? What do you think gal? Do you think it has some legs? I think
2: gal, I think gal was an acceptable term. It was the way of not saying girl and maybe not saying woman, but to people over like 60. I don't <laughs> okay. think you hear, a lot of, you, know, you hear a lot of your buddies right. be like, hey, gay gals. So, so then gal, <laughs> it, might, it might be the best term, by the way, to offset guy. It just doesn't seem to have, like, the the young appeal. everyday mainstream yeah. um, uh, adoption. Yeah. So
4: how would it work in context if I was, like, the gal that Serena has in I the think next that's, round? I
1: think that's fine. I think it's a little jarring because it's not something we regularly use, but I think it's better than girl.
3: It's definitely a step above girl. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can also just use the, the, the opponent. You know, why don't you, you, why don't you broaden
2: your vocabulary, Stone? Steve, yeah. this is a about gentleman
3: whose favorite restaurant
2: is Chili's.
1: Ooh. I mean, Shi's is
2: he a, is he a gentleman or a guy or a boy or a man? We get to
1: well, it depends what stone we're getting on on
4: a given day. I would go with gentleman yeah. if I had to give my input.
2: I know Stone just celebrated a birthday, you know we get emailed, but you all get copied on those emails of yeah. of someone's birthday, and our company has like always changes up the questions they ask people on their birthday. He was the fir- I emailed him this i was he was the first person I've ever seen. We asked this question. Um, tacos or pizza? What do you like better? He's the first person I ever saw reply both. And I ask you, Ken, um, and guys, gals, uh-huh. and team, uh-huh. and all opponents and teammates, <laughs> um, are you? Um, do you think that's? I said I don't know if that's indecisive. No, that's a
1: cop out. Or it's, if
2: that's inclusive? Okay.
1: No, it's not inclusive. Right. When you're talking tacos and pizza, they don't care if you're inclusive or not. Pick one. No, Have some guts wrong. and pick one. Wrong.
3: Back off, because you can have both in one dinner, and I've done it multiple times. <laughs> you know what I'm Very saying? Exclusive.
4: I wasn't going to pick between pizza <laughs> no, or taco. But the question you is. Can, I can't do, you that. Can do that. I can do that
3: when you can have both at the same, chair no, the same yeah, dinner but that's table. Too, that's true. I would bad. never disrespect pizza, so, and I would never disrespect tacos. They are both equally beautiful. Throw in an alcoholic beverage, you are set for mm-hmm. hours, maybe even days. Now, Steve,
1: what about this, though? What it would be more delicious, a taco pizza or a pizza taco? Oh.
3: I don't put them together.
2: Um, you know truth be told, like the, the everything that comes with tacos, I need napkins and you know things running down my fingers. Uh, I mean, just give me a pizza. Mm-hmm. I don't even think there's a debate.
1: Yes, agree, totally agree. Tacos can get too messy, especially if it's in the crunchy shell. I like the pizza. No. you have the buffer between your fingers and the grease.
3: But the best pizzas are the most greasy, nastiest ones too. I don't want no clean cut. I know, but if you have any, if you have
2: any coordination, I mean, you know how to hold a pizza on an angle. To where it doesn't run down your face.
5: Yeah.
3: Taco's almost impossible to do that. Yeah. Oh, you see, I don't think about angles when it comes to pizza. I just have like good in my mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, Steve Palatino, the president of Good Karma Brands Ask Steve's here on ESPN one oh six. And my
3: birthday? I mean, Ken, I'm not
2: eight. Like I don't it's like when we go to the roller rink or we go to the, you know, the water park. I work all day. Yeah. And then yeah. I probably have dinner with my family. If I'm coaching a sport, uh, we don't not coach that day because it's someone's birthday. Uh, Sometimes maybe a team mom might be made aware of it through Facebook or something, and you might end up uh, getting, like, cupcakes or something, you know, after that. Uh, But mostly I just eat dinner at home.
1: All right. That's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, too, and it's, it's funny this comes up. Uh, this is, we go to questions from our, our fans, our listeners here on ESPN 106.3. This is Billy in Boynton, and he asks, Steve, when you're out to eat, what's your threshold for the amount of uneaten food that it requires to ask for a box to take home?
2: Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Good call. Now, as we cross over to shows here, have you, any of you gone out to eat ever with Josh Cohen?
1: I have. He boxes everything. If once.
2: Everything. Yeah. It's like he only orders the meal for the next meal. Right. Exactly. And I'm okay with, with, you know, taking stuff to go. I have no problem with that. But it's like at least eat, like, this meal with me before you're already working on, you know, the next one. Anyway, just an <laughs> aside, um, in general, I think it's always about how you're going to use it. You know, how are you going, like, to use it? Is it... Oh, this might be a nosh later on. I couldn't finish it all. But it's a nosh later on. Uh-huh. Let's just say you ordered meatballs. Let's just say you're you know, okay. you're at a place that has great meatballs. You order meatballs and like, and and, and you ordered like I said as an appetizer. And you're like, mm, you know, I am probably not, I don't want all these meatballs now. If you leave half the meatballs, you can make that into a meatball sandwich, maybe, or it could just be like a like a nosh or a little uh, snack, sure. if you will, sure. you know, later on. So I don't think there's a minimum. I don't. What was what it like? You judge the person, and it's like, oh, there's only one of the four quesadillas There's a half of a, of a quesadilla left. There were four to begin with. How dare you take that one home? I, just,
1: I don't think we should I be just judging feel like, people. But like that. no, I don't think I'm judging. But what I'm, I'd say if, you they, are. if there's like one piece of quesadilla after you ate the entire thing, you've already done that work. You might as well just finish that one off. It's not going to make that big a difference. Uh, or have oh, someone. Oh, you, t-
2: you're right. Oh. Uh, yeah, you who goes and runs and burns like 10,000 calories a day with your 11-mile run. Uh-huh. You know, like maybe other people are just trying to be disciplined. And then you're going to food shame them. Oh, you're going to throw out that
1: half All a right. quesadilla why don't you just finish it. Right.
0: It is not disciplined to Ken. eat
1: seven pieces of quesadilla and then leave one. <laughs> like, oh, look at that discipline. My God. That was amazing. i still, I still say you're better off taking the one versus throwing it out.
2: It's not like once the food's been served, it has no value. You're not you're not donating it to a to a homeless or to a sure. you know need organization. So at that point it you know, there's some people that love leftovers. Just absolutely love like the cold leftover pizza. Oh. I or something. You know? mm. I prefer yeah,
3: cold I do pizza too. over warm pizza. Mm. Yeah,
2: very rare. I'm a I'm a clean my plate guy. Like I, I yes. eat what is generally served to me. Or if you're trying to be disciplined, it's like take half of it right off the bat, put it in a box, Josh Cohen style. That's you just ex- still have to have enough, though, for that meal.
1: Yeah, That's right. exactly
2: what I do right it now, It is weird. Actually.
1: Cold pizza gives me more indigestion than uh, than regular pizza. Very bizarre. Don't understand that. Uh, Steve, excellent. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, we'll, uh, well, We'll talk about next week, actually. Uh, speaking of indigestion, we need to have a serious Tums conversation because I think Jeanette has used the Tums as a gateway drug or a snack. In the past, and I'm very <laughs> concerned about her. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss next week. Uh, Tom's have a great weekend, brother. All right, muchachos, muchachas, teammates, opponents, gals, guys. Thank you. Later, Steve. That is Steve Poliziner. Ask Steve's the president of Good Karma Brands, and he educates us every week. Smartest man we know here on ESPN 106.3. We have a whole second hour of this thing to do. We're going to do that when we come back. She is the Dominican queen. She is Jeanette Javier. I am Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.